Military attorney Todd Callender is an expert in international law and morbidity mortality law. He's been filing lawsuits and blowing the whistle on the enemy ever since they made the shots mandatory. These lawsuits have led to his research team amassing thousands of whistleblowers that point to a planned Marburg epidemic already paid for by taxpayer dollars in the recent PREP Act. Todd Callender said that inside the lipid nanoparticles, there are sealed pathogens, including E. coli, Marburg, and Ebola, and that different pathogens can be released by different frequencies, pulsed through the 5G network. Inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli, Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus and brewer's yeast amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents, thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. He also points out that 1P36 gene deletion is the number one side effect of the Pfizer shots, a disease with zombie-like symptoms that make a person aggressive with a propensity to bite. The CDC published a public service announcement on the preparedness for a zombie apocalypse in 2011. That same year, Con Plan 8888-11, Counter Zombie Dominance, was published. The military's advanced ammunition known as multi-purpose rounds are single rounds comprised of multiple projectile options to be chosen via direct communication from the tank fire control to the cartridge chambered in the breech. So it would make sense to arm weaponized vaccines the same way. Popular online personality Jason Shirka has recently posted a warning that on October 4th, FEMA will be using 5G frequencies to activate nanopathogens in the blood of the vaccinated. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, 
the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. I don't know who this guy is, but I will add that we probably want to turn the 5G off for good. And we definitely need to take control of our government because a plan as diabolical as this would be game over. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you know, did I ever think in my wildest uh, imaginings that there would ever be a, um, you know, a broadcast where uh, I'd be playing something like that? You know, which is from uh, Infowars from Bandot Video, which... Uh, Greg Reese always has very thoughtful reports, and and um, every once in a while I'll bring I'll bring you one. Uh, this one because it's an important date. Now, some of you, I mean, like me, I don't have five G out here where I am, so that's good. You know, I don't really. I just plan to be. You know, October eleventh, though, I will be. I will be in five uh, G. I will be in uh, probably in five G territory on the 11th and um yeah uh well you know i don't have any 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 i don't take vaccines so i'm not into uh you know the planned genocide of people i tried to warn people my warning did pretty much no good i pretty much preached to the choir from day one uh 100 accurate on day one especially with the uh, u.s military spreading the uh disease by flying people around, the Air Force flying people around, especially to Costa Mesa that time, and then up the coast, up to into Oregon. And we reported it, I mean, just literally in real time, reporting the invasion and reporting the biological warfare. And people didn't do anything. And then a lot died, you know. just And pretty soon there'll be <clears throat> hundreds of millions, if not billions, dead. And I, I actually want to make a prediction here and now. Um, I don't believe that the people will wake up even with billions being dead. I think they're still going to try to go to work or go to do whatever it is they're going to do or go to their playtime or go to their vacation or think they're going to you know, watch Netflix or whatever it is. They'll be doing that <clears throat> during the, uh, the genocide of billions. And the problem with that is that makes those people not only evil, but they're over the line. In other words, they're going to be treated exactly. Just want to make sure you understand this. These people are not victims. They are now in the in the you know category of war against God. They're warriors against God. Warriors against life. Warriors against their children. And they will be treated very very harshly by God. Because they 
refuse to look at reality, the reality I've been looking at since I was a kid. I've been actually warning about this since I was a, a child. And what have I gotten in response? Nothing but hatred, nothing but grief, nothing but attack. And so have all my brothers and sisters out there who are trying to do the best thing, who sacrifice themselves, their careers, their lives for you know humanity to survive. And that's what we've done. You know, there's a million other things I could have been doing in life, but, you know, I, I was a survivor myself of, of uh, Satanism, satanic ritual abuse, all this kind of, you know, satanic abuse, uh, you know, gang stalking, uh, you, you know, in the form of, you know, gas lighting, um, you know, murder attempts, uh, you know, suicide setups, all this stuff, like the whole entire weight of not just the government, but the world itself. So I've been warning about the world from the very beginning of my warnings. It's the world. And people kept saying, you know, even in, in, you know, in all the kind of conspiracy radio and all that, they're all to blame for ruining everything. You know, the Art Bells of the world, you know, the George Norries, the, uh, you know, most of the podcasters are wrong most of the time. You know, they kind of have it right, but they don't really have it all the way right. None of them are really looking at the whole world as the issue. And they're still not. And I understand they, they, they want to think that there's hope in this world. But as long as this, is, this regime, you know, the Babylonian regime stays in place, there is no hope in this world. There is no getting, making America great again. There is none of that. None of, all that's a joke. That's just as bad as, you know, it, it, you know there's, there, there is no hope. There is hope. There is one hope, and um, but the world is, until it's changed supernaturally, spiritually, uh, the world is um, 100% evil. It's not like 50-50. It never was. It's the, and when I say that, I mean the system is 100% evil. It's 100% um, anti-Christ. There is no new world order. I've been saying that since when since I went public with the Zeph report. I've and I got ridiculed by everybody, all the patriots, everybody. Now they're starting to see it the the way that I've seen it from the beginning. That they're not going for a new world order or utopia or Atlantis too. They're going for total annihilation, which has always been the point here at the Zeph report. That it's a global. It's the world. It's not, you know, there is no uh, world for, you know, yes, there's replacement. 2004, I spoke that, uh, was given that to speak in 2004. I said that uh, United States citizens, because of the wrath of God, because of obviously the, um, well, I won't call it the wrath of God. What I call it is the uh, stupidity of people, the, the, the sowing uh, to the flesh and to greed and to selfishness and to hatred. And because of that, as opposed to life and uh, and living and you know and and uh, and love and and um, charity and uh, fidelity with God and all those kind of things, common sense. Common sense is like considered completely evil, of course. In a world that is a hundred percent Satan, it would be considered evil. So you have all these people in here who think the world is. I got to take the good with the bad, stay on the sunny side of the street, dualism and all that. And so you have billions of people that are just wrong. They're wrong in the head. And they're rife 
for being set up with this, um, the vaccines with the Marburg, Ebola, hemorrhagic fever, in other words, um, and all the other diseases that are put into the uh, hydrogel, which is in the um, which is in all the vaccine shots, to be activated by eighteen an eighteen gigahertz signal uh, given through the five G network. which we've been talking about for years now. So the people are without excuse. I mean, I feel sorry for them, but really it's people are without excuse now. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're, they're the reason there's a lull right now, it feels like it's quiet and they were uh, trying, they're still trying to launch the uh, lockdowns and they would prefer that people be locked down in their houses when they get the 5G signal so they can be killed that way. But they're also ready for the zombie apocalypse. And I, I remember we talked about this again and again and again. And, and I'm, I'm really kind of to the point where I guess I'm going to turn to Substack and writing and stuff like that because I, I, um, I don't know what, what more I can do but tell you what's going to happen and tell you the truth and then see people don't do anything about it. So, I, you know, so it's on them, I guess. It's not on me. You know, I, <laughs> I sacrifice my life for this thing pretty much. And uh, I've already had frequencies aimed at me. And you know what I mean? I've already been, you know, hospitalized with with a sepsis infection that wasn't that was basically caused probably by something like that, you know. And uh, then I had another read another a redo of it, which I didn't mention. And it was gone in a couple of days, but it was the same thing. And then I knew I didn't need anything. So it wasn't any kind of food poisoning. It was definitely I think the feeling you would get if you were if you were zapped, I can't prove it, so I'm not going to you know really tout it as you know. And most of the things I say here are, are prophetic, and they're not. Um, they get backed up by research and everything else later on, you know, like within you know, or even now, like with these reports, like with Greg Reese, you have you have that backup. So um, you know, my my um, feeling is that people are in the United States are going to just die, and that's why they're importing so many millions through the invasion at the southern border, which is a military invasion. And um, your own military is at war with you, the people. Uh, the military, uh, the people that are in it that say they're just following orders, of course, they're evil and they're going to die. Good, you know, they're the enemy. They hate God, they hate themselves. And all they can think about is, you know, bringing in the uh, transgender, you know, whatever experience and the... Uh, you know, the LGBTQ politics and the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center politics and, you know, the, you know, uh, kill all white people and everything will be fine. All these divisions, that then that's what they represent to me, just divisions. They don't re- represent uh, sexual liberation or they don't re- represent tolerance. They don't represent equity. They don't represent uh, fairness. All they represent is division, divide and conquer and kill. And, and so the military is basically, you know... Um, uh, and the government has declared war on the people a long time ago. You know, like I said, if the if the donor class, not on rich people, of course. If you're in the rich category, that means the vetted rich, not the uh, you know the uh, the common sense rich, but the vetted rich. You know, the Larry Fink rich. If you're in that club, then basically you're exempt, and you're probably living either in Tahiti or you're living uh, in parts of New Zealand or you're living in. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, near the Zuckerberg compound in Kauai, 
you're living in various places in the world that will be exempt from this, uh, the uh, United States killing. So let's just focus it on the United States because that's really the thing that, that is the focus. The focal point of the world right now is to kill the United States. And that's the whole point of everything that you see. Everything on TV, the whole thing of the election, Biden, the, the, the fact that he says he wants to bring even more than millions across the border and you're getting the $2,200 a month paychecks, getting the, uh, uh, they're building cities for these people. Uh, you know, they're, they're building just north of Houston. There's a whole complex going in uh, for the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the migrants because they have money. So, so it's like Section 8 housing. They don't have just a you know a thousand dollars a month. They've got twenty two hundred dollars a month, and then you can multiply that by how many family members, and then you know so they can afford to be in these uh, new cities that are the developers are jumping in, realizing that here's the class of people that's going to have money. Here's the people that will replace Americans, and so that's why the birth rates have been driven low. There's nobody to step up anymore. There's nobody to so the people here will be eradicated. And um, that's the plan. And, uh, and and along with that, you've got the people also uh, being used as a laboratory, as lab rats. You know, for example, for this zombie apocalypse, they're going to uh, release the zombies and then they're going to, you know, use military action to kill them all. Right. So it'll be a, you know, a real war. And it'll, it'll, it'll all. And remember this. It's always your fault. It's always your fault when you're dealing with the abuser. And those people that saw Girl Next were conscious. Hey, you know, Girl Next had a lot of truth in it. It had this. One of the lines of dialogue was, it's always your fault. You know, saying to the victim, to the abductee, it's always your fault. Remember that. When you're with the abuser, so in the United States government and media, it's always your fault. Always. Biden got up there yesterday and he blamed Republicans for the border. And then he said he was going to increase the amount of immigrants coming over, but it's all Trump's fault. He actually blamed Trump for the border. And so this is what they do. And the people are so dumb, they keep going along with it, rolling up their sleeves, getting their jabs, uh, being obedient, and they're being led you know, to their own slaughter. And they can see that this is it. This is for all the marbles, you know. And um, I do, I do predict that people will, as I said, continue to do their routines while billions are dying around the world. Um, they will continue to do their routines, and and they will put the blinders on so they don't see it or talk about it, and they just do their routine at, until they're dead, which will be soon. So you know, the I used to say that you know in the beginning of the Zeph report. You know, if everything that I had written or talked about came due, there'd be nobody left. Everyone would be dead. Now, that that um, notion of, you know, warning some 20 years ago about everyone being dead uh, holds true today as the plan. Not utopia, not even compact cities, really. I mean, those are, would be, you know, temporary. But really, ultimately, death and... Um, you know, that the, the, the use of, of keeping a gene pool to experiment on and ultimately to make non-human entities like aliens uh, that will be um, used as slaves or as, you know, you know armies or, or whatever 
uh, to to aid and abet the bloodline elites who uh, you know who will probably survive either in bunkers or off world somewhere you know underground in Mars or the Moon or something. And um, and that's the plan, and uh, that that to wipe out not just everything, but uh, also wipe out the uh, the green blue planet itself. And I've always said this: it was always about killing everything. If they could kill the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything right now, they would push the button and do it. Uh, the hatred is so great. Just imagine how much hatred you'd have to have to be like that. Just imagine how much hatred there would be. And I know that. Most people, I'd say 99% of the people that I've met in life cannot get their heads around this and will not be able to cope with this. Cannot, will not ever get their heads. They will never believe what I'm saying. Even if they're the ones doing, even in their death, they won't believe it. You know what I mean? They'll die not believing that they died. As as strange as that sounds. Um, That's how big the denial is. That's how stubborn the people are. That's how much they hate God. And when I say, hey, God, what do I mean? The name for God for me is truth. Truth is God. So if you hate the truth, you hate God. If you hate life, you hate God. If you're for uh, the New World Order or you're for this uh, so-called, you know, don't feel so bad. Look at Generation Z. Generation Z believes they're going to get some kind of a, uh, you know, $1,000 a month uh, income, universal income, and live in these little dorm rooms and run around serving the New World Order, and they're fine. The only problem is it's a faux New World Order. The, 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 the target is really ultimately them. <laughs> but they, um, they have no belief in anything, and if you look at the crime rate going on from Generation Z and, uh, you know, and you know, young people in general, under 30 people in general, what you see is um, the lawlessness has gotten to be like um, very much like Kubrick's very prophetic Clockwork Orange, a Clockwork Orange, a novel by Anthony Burgess, which is, uh, the novel is uh, is uh, excellent. The movie's even better. Uh and it predicts a time of lawlessness and, you know, to where they're singing, singing in the rain and they're, and they're just, you know, basically raping and murdering this couple that's living peacefully out in the, out, you know, in, in a rural area somewhere. They just, you know, home invasion and they just take their time laughing and, you know, there's giddy. Just like the kids that ran over the, um, the ex-police chief and there's video. They took video of them pulling up in a car. This is a guy, innocent guy in Las Vegas, you know, retired, riding his bicycle, getting some exercise, probably riding home in a nice suburban area of Las Vegas. And they pull up behind him and run him down. And then they're laughing while, they, while he's dying and, and while they're killing him. And, um, you know, this is this is exactly Clockwork Orange. This is... As I said, the people that are getting these um, these jabs are becoming feral, and they will become feral. And unless you've taken it by mistake, you realize a mistake, you repented. I've got friends that repented after the first one. They never took it again, and they basically have detoxed from it. But uh, this goes out to people that are taking their boosters and all that. They, have no re- they don't realize they're going to be activated. And when they're activated, they will go feral, and they will bite people. They will bite people. When you're feral, you bite. You bite like an animal. And we've seen we've seen a growing 
number becoming dull. I call it the dullishness. We saw them when they put all their silverware on their bodies and it all, it all connected to show what's inside their bodies now from these jabs, right? So you understand what, what's next and you understand the plan. The plan is for, uh, to kill everything and to leave nothing. And there is no, the planet will be abandoned ultimately. It's not even about preserving any of the planet for their own playground and all that. This won't be their, they don't want the earth as their playground. They want to destroy the entire earth. The, the bargain that they made with the devil is they'll destroy everything God made on this earth, including the oceans, the, the trees, all people, animal, everything, leaving it a barren wasteland. And that's the price for their apotheosis. And that's the, that's the bargain they made with the devil. The devil, always be, and the devil will never you know, abide by any bargain. There will be no apotheosis. They, they can't pierce the second heaven. That means that this world, uh, space above, sky above, earth below, this is their trap. They can't get out of that. They can go through as many time space portals as they want, but they're still not able to get beyond the second heaven which is, you know, the, 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 the up there and down here. They can't do it. They cannot do it because they're barred from it. Because God put a, uh, you know, an army of angels guarding it so that they can never pierce through and they could never find it anyway because it would mean, it would mean they would be in nonlinear type bodies and existences which they couldn't handle anyway. They want to be in a single existence like this and then pretend that they're, you know, um, ruling the universe. And they're ruling nothing. Because what God's going to do is he's going to confuse them. And they're going to keep on with their evil. But eventually, at some point, the kind of death rates... Trish? The kind of death rates that you're going to see uh, will be commensurate with what the death rates are in the Bible. You know, in the book of Revelation. And so that will probably, you know, align. But it is a time for, you know, a cleansing of the earth. And, you know, I'm just saying, well, if the earth was restored now and there was a Make America Great, America really doesn't deserve it, you know? The people don't really deserve it here. I, I guess you could divide them into blue states and, and, and red states and, you know, I guess what red states would be for God. I guess there'd be a remnant that would deserve and has God's favor and, and is in alignment with God. But in, in general, people have, you know, turned decadent. They've taken the bait. They've turned selfish. And they won't abide in the truth. <clears throat> and if they won't abide in the truth, then they can't possibly, um, they'll never survive. They'll never make it. And also now we have laughing at death. In other words, they kill people and they start laughing about it, you know, and they, they, so there's nothing stopping them from the most heinous crimes. And then they put it on TV to scare people to death and say, look, look, they just ran this guy over and they're just laughing while he dies. I mean, this is a whole new level. And then they're saying, yeah. I'll be out. If they arrest me, I'll be out. Right, he says, if they, I'll be out in 30 days, guaranteed. Because they've been told by all the DAs in the country they're going to release this lawlessness just like they're releasing the zombie. It's all part of the plan to create more lawlessness and more because that way they can then pass draconian laws against good people that are law-abiding citizens. Have you ever felt so under siege? Now, everything I've said is 
if anything, understating the actual truth. Understating. I'm not overstating. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm understating. I'm being calm about it, and I'm, I'm not giving all the detail I could give that would you know, give undeniable proof that what I'm saying is true, but I'm understating it. Because I, I always leave room, you know, for God's will because, you know, nobody knows the future completely. I'm just saying this is their plan. I'm not saying that they'll be completely successful in pulling it off, especially if people know about it and they, they, they take precaution. But do you think your neighbors that have gotten the jab will take any precaution on October 4th or October 11th just in case? Just in case. They activate the 5G chimeras within our within our within our systems the people that have gotten the jab would have these uh, latent uh, Marburg and other diseases ready to go so they could call an international emergency and a complete lockdown and a complete shooting fish in a barrel and a complete genocide of all people and the game over for everyone and everything everywhere all the time and do you think people would ever heed and and really decide to fight back the answer is no they won't fight back they will be victims. They will be the innocent that is slaughtered. They won't even know what hit them. And then the ones that do survive will become zombies and they will be combing the streets looking for flesh that they, they will basically, what they're saying is, and here's the, un, here's the I'll, I'll just go ahead and speak the unspeakable. They will become cannibals. Just like in the book of Eli. And a lot of these movies are very prophetic, as you may have noticed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, predictive programming. You know, a lot of cartoons are predicted, like The Simpsons have been great at predictive programming. And so we have this replacement going on at the same time where the Chinese believe they will inherit the United States and they will be the managers. They're already teaching Mandarin up in Detroit schools uh, in preparation. So all that is in the works. And uh, you and I have been slated for extinction and to be eradicated from the United States and all the people they're bringing in will be the new citizens. And they're already being paid. I mean, if you get a universal income of $1,000 for these, these young people that want to overthrow the system for that, just think of the people coming in that are getting $2,200 and a car. And work permits now. They're handing out work permits in New York like, like candy. Imagine that. They come in illegally. They don't go through a process. And they, they um, kill people right and left. Lawlessness explodes. And then the Democrats double down on it. And I'm saying the Democrats because the Democrats are the enemy of the people and the enemy of, of life itself. And, the, and the, the only real de facto enemy of God in the world are the, is the Democrat Party. Instead of saying Satan, let's just say Democrat, because that's really what it is. The Democrat is the party of the elites, the, the trillionaires, the billionaires, the kings and queens. They have never been and they never will be the party of the working class or the little guy. They never will and they never have been the party of, uh, of ending racism. They never have been the party of ending slavery. They are the biggest slavers that there are on the planet today and the biggest traffickers of, of all time, and meaning they are enslaving everybody, white, brown, black, every, you, any color you want, just as long as they're children and they're trafficking them. And how long do these children last once they're trafficked? 
Children that are trafficked last about two years before they're dead. That's how expendable they are. And they use them in snuff films and, you know, satanic rituals, uh, especially. Um, people think, oh, satanic ritual is something that was deed about. Satanic rituals are very important. Marina Abramovich, you know, the ultimate Satanist of which uh, Lady Gaga is really her protege. Marina Abramovich has been, what, what she appointed to, Zelensky is appointing her to be <laughs> the head of something. <laughs> what is What is she? She's like the head of whatever in, in Ukraine. Um uh, to be ambassador to the world. We ran her off YouTube when Gates, Gates tried to present her, but Gates, Zelensky, Abramovich, all the pop stars, you know, hate your guts and want you dead. They just want you to buy tickets. And that includes Taylor Swift. In her heart of hearts, deep down, see, I'm looking at the heart, not what they say. I believe, and this is just, these, these are predictions, these are my opinions, I believe they want you dead. I saw it with Ariana Grande when there was that terror attack in uh, Paris when, um, you know, they, they launched bombs that, you know, had nails in them and, you know, killed people with terribly with nails and stuff. And her attitude toward the, toward the, toward, you know, her disdain for the fans was very noticeable then, her disdain for the United States. But mainly it was the United States fans that made her a star. So really it's disdain for her fans. And I've been, I've been watching this for a long time. And I can tell you one of the rules of being a pop star is to hate your fans. To hate them with passion and really to not even give a damn if they die or not. You know, and to work for all left-wing causes. Left-wing being the the left-handed path. The left-handed path is the path of Satan, the the right-handed path, the path of God. And the left-handed path is the, you know, the Democrats, the communists, the... uh, Socialists, the, uh, the the worlders, the uh, you know whatever you want to call them, you know the godless, the, the god haters, and so if they if they're if they're hating God, then they're loving the demons. And then demons are saying, "Please kill all the people that are of God. They are the enemy." So they're acting like they're just basically the brood of vipers out of the cult of Satan. They want to get rid of the God fearing people. They want to get rid of people with common sense or anyone that's on the truth. You could be on the truth and not even talk to God. You know what I mean? But you don't realize that truth is God. So you are pursuing God. So therefore, they want to get rid of you too. You know, and, and people don't, you know, they're unaware of God's movement. The, the, the one hope that we have, folks, is that, you know, God is in the minds and the hearts of all people. And is, can steer them any way he wants. God is still firmly in control of the death rates. You go, how could God kill these this many people? God didn't do it. The people did it to themselves. God really rarely, God doesn't just execute people. I mean, he may, you know, may have like, okay, so the golden calf. Who did the golden calf killings? It was the people that did the golden calf that brought it on themselves. That they, they were, you know, relying on God to get through the wilderness and get to freedom. And then they started up that, the, you know, they started up their, their, their you know, satanic uh, rites again. Golden calf meaning, you know, you know, idolatry. 
And God cannot tolerate idolatry. And, and if God, if Moses is relying on God, I mean, and, 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 you know, so it's, it just becomes a, a no brainer that, you know, the people have to be eliminated. I suppose they could have just been roped off and, and just kept in the wilderness and, or told to go back to Egypt. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, they were also very ungrateful. These golden calf worshipers were very ungrateful for the mana that grew that that God provided for um you know for sustenance and it was good for sustenance but they but they hated it you know they 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 longed to go back to the old days of being enslaved they wanted to be enslaved that the golden calf worship itself is enslavement demons are enslavement um all the drugs and alcohol they provide is enslavement prostitution is enslavement uh, being a robber is enslavement, murder is enslavement. And the people that, that do these sins and perpetrate these evils on the world and on other people, psychopathology is enslavement. The people are slaves who do it, and the people who are victims of it that are, you know, dying without understanding why they lived, they're slaves too. You know, they're mental slaves, not realizing that they're being corralled right and left, and then at some point they're they're led into um, you know, a compact city is really the modern-day Auschwitz. The the um, the thing they're building up there in, in Houston, though, is a little bit different in the sense that those people that are going to be inheriting that city north of Houston are all are being groomed uh, to take over and are bringing in mainly uh, men that are military age because it's uh, it's the standing army Obama wanted. Obama very much running the, the programs. Ob- Ebola is a B- Obama thing. He always wanted to bring Ebola in here. So the main thing is this idea of a standing army more powerful than the U.S. military. That's exactly what the immigration is bringing in, the military-aged people that will become recruited into Obama's army, which will then lock down the people, eliminate the enemy, punish the enemy first, though, and then degrade the enemy and then kill them or have them kill themselves even better because of sorrow and being upset and being being tired and being you know so now i would say these are the 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 good times if you don't want this result on october 4th or october 11th then you will be in prayer um 100 of the time you will be talking about the kingdom of god pretty much the whole time you'll be trying to alert other people that there is another alternative to this and, but most people, like I said, are in denial, and they're still acting like they, they want to go to Disneyland. They don't understand that Walt Disney was very much a, a man in the club, and he was brought in by the people that ran L.A., which I know something about. And, um, you know, it very much was uh, Bryce Taylor's book was pretty much true. And that describes L.A. perfectly. And a lot of celebrities that are considered gold and who they really were. You know, it's like in my own family, my grandfather was considered gold. He was like, you know, and then it turns out, you know, he's a monster. You know, and doesn't that make sense? If you're going to run a city like L.A., you'd have to be somewhat of a monster. Come on, you know, don't don't be Pollyanna here. I mean, this is I've been accused of being naive my whole life, just being too naive because I couldn't get my mind around it either. I couldn't get my mind, it's still hard for me to get my mind around the fact they would just go ahead and kill a bunch of people for no reason. 
One one thing that kind of opened my eyes when I saw this this movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. You remember Outbreak from the eighties? Like there was a town infected with this virus or whatever it was killing people. It's like very deadly. So they just they so they dropped a fuel air bomb on the entire town and killed everyone in the town. So rather than quarantine them or lock them down, they they dropped this is predicted program. They dropped a fuel air bomb, one of the most painful ways to die of all. It sucks your lungs right out of your throat, right out your throat and out your mouth, pretty much. It sucks your lungs right out of you. And that's how they died. And that's the opening scene of the movie. They're flying over. They launch this, what looks like a benign thing, like a, on a parachute coming down. Oh, is that aid? It's gently coming down. All of a sudden, it explodes. Town gone. People gone. And what was that outbreak? Was it Marburg? Some deadly thing? How about Stephen King's The Stand? I mean, we could go on and on and on about predictive programming here. But the idea of lockdowns is too mild, the idea of taking an infected town and you know basically nuking it or better fuel air bomb, which sucks the oxygen out of the air, I think it leaves infrastructure to a certain extent, to a certain extent, because it's a, it's a fire bomb too. Fuel air bomb, they drop it over a town, boom, gone, town gone. What was the offense of the town? Oh, they were sick. Well, why didn't you just quarantine them? Well, that's not what the U.S. government's all about. So now they're about to be unleashed. 5G was the greatest thing they ever did. People did not really even protest. The people were like, oh, 5G, cool. Well, now you have your 5G that you wanted. There's barely a voice out there protesting. You know, there are like you know, three people compared to millions. So it's, it's your fault. All you people that wanted 5G, it's your fault. You wanted it, you got it. And now they have frequencies that activate diseases that are latent within you because you took the jab. Marburg's not a very good way to die. You just bleed out, I think, or a hemorrhagic fever. You just, is that the same thing? Well, you bleed out. And that, that's going to be a very hard thing to watch around, around the world. And that'll get your attention, as Bill Gates said, and that'll make you lock down all the uh, cities and everyone will voluntarily lock down at that point because they're so deathly afraid of catching the disease when in reality it's within you already. It's already inside you. So locking down, you know, again, the stupid people, the dumb fucking people. They, they think it's out there somewhere coming to get them so they're going to lo- voluntarily lock down when the disease lives and breathes within them. Thank you very much. The Trojan horse has already been lodged in the enemy camp. All they have to do is activate it. So if that's true, and that happens, that is game over for the world. You know, and I hope it doesn't. I got plans. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be going forth with my plans, with this idea in mind that I will do what I can do to try to avoid. I just happen to be busy at that time. It'll be the one time that I'm going to be exposed to 5G. 
It'll be that one time that I'm exposed to 5G that happens to coincide perfectly. You know what else I noticed with Bitcoin? Bitcoin, I've, I've linked psychically with Bitcoin. And every day I call the price and it's, it's within $1 the price. And the only way that could be is if they had my mind, you know, they, they had algorithms that are programming my mind regarding it. They're programming me. That's how, it's not me being psychic or having a talent. They're programming me. And they're keeping it, you know, unnaturally, just like they do gold. It's in the hands of the trade. It's in the hands of the Larry Finks. So, you know, it's not that they're afraid of Bitcoin. That's what they, they like Bitcoin. They say they want to get rid of it. No, they love Bitcoin. And they're keeping it right at a certain place uh, within a dollar, in like one month, it doesn't go even $1 when it's been, uh, all its life, it was very volatile. So up $100, down $2,000, up $3,000, you know, nothing, no movement whatsoever. Apocalypso. No movement whatsoever. Not possible. Not possible. Impossible. And yet there it is. So talk about uh, predictive programming. The reason they can do this is because they exist in the future. I'll just go ahead and say the real truth. They exist in the future, and they're programming the past, and we're in the past. So it's easy for them to, to keep things at a certain price. And that's because they want to dump money into it, and they need something stable. So Bitcoin is stable. It doesn't move more than a dollar. It used to move normally, and now it doesn't move more than a dollar. Month after month after month. Oh, it may go up 2,000. It may go up from 23,000 to 27,000. And then it floats right back to 23 or 24. And it's just going to stay there, just like gold. Gold just stays around $1,900, $1,800. Maybe go up to 2,000, settle back down to 1,750, 1,800. And it just stays there. Year after year after year, month after month, day after day, moment by moment, it just stays there. So why do you think that is? That's not possible, by the way. Markets don't behave that way. So those things are Bitcoin, gold, silver are all captured. Does they have some gold or silver? Why? I remember me and Frankie, we used to talk about, you know, you know whiskey, bullets, tobacco, and batteries, 9-volt batteries, lots of batteries as money makes more sense if you're still able to breathe and and be rational in your thinking. Uh, I've also noticed a lot of people around me having, you know, forgetful disease. They're starting to forget things. They say, oh, okay, I'll, and then they forget two minutes later what they were doing. You desperately need cognitive enhancement, and I don't know how you're going to get it because most of the uh, things that are available, uh, approved by the FDA, are poison. So I don't know what you're going to do. Um, best to find, I guess, if you can grow your own food or find a farmer and try to locate those foods that are good for cognitive, I think that'd probably be your best bet. Fruits and vegetables are good for cognitive. I think that'd be your best bet. I haven't had that problem, really. You know, I've, I've had good long-term memory for some reason, but, I mean, I'm not going to take that for granted. I know that I've got to do something. Uh, oils are good. 
things that feed the brain are good. Um, the brain also needs glucose. And this world of dropping sugar so drastically as we're doing what's happening is robbing the brain of memory because the brain needs glucose to, to remember things. Not glucose for energy. Glucose for energy equals, that'll equal a diabetic, you know, reaction, which most of the world is diabetic at this point. Diabetic, not because of them, it's because of the government that they're diabetic. It's because of the powers that be they're diabetic. It's not because of, the, of their eating habits. They didn't do it to themselves. Most people did not bring the diseases on themselves. Even people that are labeled alcoholics, they didn't bring the disease on themselves. They need the alcohol to cope with the extreme stress of knowing that they're, uh, in, in, they live in prison and they're going to be facing a firing squad. And so what do you do? You're going to have a drink too. If, they, if you know you're going to die, you're going to probably drink. If you know you've got basically no chance, you're going to drink and then you're going to try to find hope and try to find God because God's going to be your only hope. In the end, you know, they make fun of Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus, <clears throat> another name is truth. Jesus is the stone of the corner rejected by the builders. And I don't care how politically incorrect it is. I speak the truth. If they don't like it, it's not my fault. It's there to help them survive. It's there because God loves them. It's there because of love, not hate. But they're so used to hate that they hate Jesus. They hate life, and they, they, they love death. And, you know, when they get Marburg, and when they get Ebola, and when they get, you know, all these other chimeric uh, uh, diseases, uh, because they just are in love with the jabs, like Howard Stern, he's in love with the jab. He's basically almost a zombie right now. You know, I mean, the way he talks, he's lost it. Stephen King is another very sad case. I mean, that is... Now, I've followed Stephen King. I've never really loved his writing because I felt it lacked soul. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't... There's a lack of pain in the writing. Do you know what I mean? With I like authors that, that you know, like myself, who bleed who are processing pain. And I'm processing just horrific pain of, of, of seeing people. Look, when I was a teenager, I saw people like laughing as people died. I saw this behavior. I was gaslit by these people that used to be my friends. And then they turned on me. And then they, 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 they were like, we want you to commit suicide so we can laugh at you. These are society people that are there, you know, like mindless drones going to their country clubs and playing their rounds of golf. And there's like nobody home. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's happened to them. They're already under God's judgment. I mean, there's nobody home in their rich circles and their, their you know, their uh, you know, $35 million mansions in Beverly Hills. And there's just like nobody home. The maids are like running everything, you know, running the people, running the adults, running the men, running the women, running the children. They run everything. They get the power, they get those souls, and they collect the souls for their God. And they fork them over, leaving. And what happens to the people when their souls are gone? They're hollow. And when they're hollow, what are they? Basically programmable zombies, if that's what you want. Right? So it's no wonder why, say, something like Disney, run by the maids from Mexico... Um, is, uh, you know, a zombie company 
with Bob Iger, the head zombie, you know, who doesn't feel anything. He has no feeling whatsoever about anything. All they, you know, or Larry Fink, who just all he can think about is conforming the world to the backwards way. To hate, death, destruction, and then love it. And then, but turn you into someone that loves all that, that promotes it in the name of love. The name of love, which is really thinly veiled hatred of all things and all people. If Larry Fink didn't hate people, there would, they wouldn't, he wouldn't be so successful with BlackRock. Yeah. BlackRock's run on hatred. BlackRock's run on bullying people, on bludgeoning people, on hurting people, on the Ukraine war, on everything. Everything bad. Nothing good. Nothing wholesome. No common sense. Nothing. You know, well, how can he make so much money without common sense? Uh, because it's a rigged game. Because he's guaranteed that money. He's guaranteed that profit. It's locked in. It's pre-programmed in. So he doesn't have to work at it. All he has to do is just show up and be, you know, basically, a, a, you know, an evil sorcerer. That's all he has to do. There's nothing else to his life. There is no other point. He hates children. He hates adults. He hates animals. So, I mean, there's really nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing left. Once you hate all that... What is there left for you to do? I mean, obviously, he got to thrill up his leg with Maui because they want to build a big new world order thing there. But it, it really, do they really want to build anything? Or is it just about really torturing those people and stealing their kids? Are the kids were the kids taken underground in Maui and now they're, they're shipped out to somewhere else? Maui, I just feel, you know, the people were completely duped. And the people... You know, God bless them. They're very ignorant, you know, obviously. And they believe their government. They believe the powers that be. And so they're, they're sitting there waiting on handouts. And they're selling their land. And they're selling their Lahaina. They're selling their, their uh, upcountry, you know, Kula, those kind of places. They're selling all that. And that's, you know, going to be the, the future bunker for the uh, Oprah and her friends and the billionaires. We warned, I, once again, we told you this was going to happen. We told you what the point was. We told you what the plan was. I, what else can I do? And in, a lot of times, you know, the InfoWars prides themselves on being years ahead of time. Well, sometimes I'm, even in our music, we're, we're, you know, decades ahead of time. But what can I, but what good does it do if nobody heeds it? You know, if it's just preaching to the choir, where the same people, yeah, well, people that are my brothers and sisters in Christ, and, you know, they see we're trying to do work, we're still trying to, like, wake people up and reel them into the truth. It's not even about, like, you know, converting them to Christianity. That's not what we do. That's not what my any goal is. A theocracy where it's, like, if you're caught doing any kind of naughty-naughty that, you know, you get beaten and whipped or burned at the stake— I don't want anything to do with any of that. That's not what Jesus was about anyway. When, when he was briefly here in his 33 years, the 33, the, 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 the cosmic 33, the return of Christ within and the return of Christ without, everything, the, the mystery of Christ itself, which most people don't even know, which even Freemasonry doesn't even know. But the people of God know. 
They may not be able to articulate it like, hey, let me tell you a secret, but they know it inside their being, inside their soul. They know the mystery. The mystery is not linear. The mystery is not temporal. The mystery is not spatial. The mystery is not cosmic. The mystery is not celestial. The mystery is not um, anything that you can get your mind around, but your soul can know it through and through like an expert because you are that mystery. You are that mystery. You say, well, what is existence? You know, it is that mystery. But people that go in politics, they conform to this, they conform to that, they decide this is cool, that's cool, this is not cool, that is cool, that's not cool, that is cool. These people are fools. Get away from them. All they are, social influencers, are mainly fools. You know, not not all, but many are. Unless your heart's right with the truth. People that are, you know, there's a lot of complaints I see about Bible thumpers and religionistas out there. That they hate people that are really touting religion and are self-righteous and all that. Well, you know, um, a lot of them are uh, insincere and are just basically barking out rules. Like, don't you dare celebrate Halloween. You're, 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 you're worshiping Satan. And it gets like that, you know, and, and, and that's fine. I don't have anything that, you know, here, here's the thing with me. Does it occur to me to worship Satan on Halloween? Uh, no, it doesn't occur to me to worship Satan on Halloween. Usually Halloween just kind of comes and goes. I don't really pay much attention to it. Do I need to be warned about Halloween? Um, no, I just really don't. It, I, it's not on my radar because, you know, another thing's not on my radar. You know, the whole UFO thing and aliens, okay, which everybody's obsessed with now, and it's going to be coming in big time the next two years for the whoever's left here. Basically, that that whole wrap up with the aliens, uh, when you know, it's very amazing when I gave my life to the Lord, when I gave myself to to Jesus, the whole alien thing went away along with my obsession with it, along with my being visited by these ships and attacked, usually to be attacked, to be tracked and attacked. But all that went away. Demons, dark figures walking around inside the house, you know, those dark figures, gone. Aliens, gone. Ships, gone. Manipulate, but you know, influenced by witchcraft. Yep, attacked by witchcraft can can equal you know sickness, can equal sometimes death, can be very harsh, and we have to be on the lookout for that. But I mean, God just doesn't allow more than what we can handle, and I've proven that because everything that I've had since giving my life to the Lord, I've handled. I've had this. I mean, barely sometimes to prove that God. You know, for example, He made me live when I maybe shouldn't have lived numerous times. He brought me back to life. And now I'm, you know, I've beaten, I've beaten most of my peers in terms of age. A lot of them have already dropped dead. And they were just sure that I'd be out of here. They were positive because I stood against their precious satanic world order, which, by the way, involved everyone and everything 
and the whole world. And when I would tell this to a, a, a guy like when Sean Stone interviewed me, he couldn't air the interview because it told the tr- because I told the truth. So I'm like, what about all your other guests? They don't tell the truth, do they? Not Jesse Ventura, not any of these other people. They don't tell the truth. They don't. They just string you along. They just manipulate you to buying their products. But they don't tell the truth. They have to string you along. They need a customer. They don't want you to be set free. Right? That's why we don't want to blend money with the Zeph report. Because we don't want to string you along. We want you, bing, to be set free. Bam, free. Bam. That's what I want. Freedom. Freedom. So I see what the Satanists are doing. I say, you know, don't touch my children and leave me alone. And they say, well, you're never going to be really liked unless you're in the club. Yeah, but if you're forcing me to, you know, um, basically hand over children for adrenochrome, which is what it is, even if you could just conform to that and do, you know, give, you know, blow jobs out because you're ordered to, let's say that's, that's your initiation, okay? Even if that's it, it always is going to lead to killing somebody or giving approval to something like human trafficking or fixing a grand jury against an innocent man. It always leads to something like that where they have that on you, right? And that's the only way you move up the ladder if they can trust you. They can't trust you unless they can blackmail you. So no, thank you. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like you because you're a slave to the big machine and you're never going to get out. They're going to just crush you. And that'll be the end of it. And that's okay with you. I understand. You're happy with that. that. Then be happy. Then you shouldn't have to even ever think about me ever again for the rest of your life. You should just leave me alone. You should just leave me alone. He's looking at me like, what are you saying, Daddy? What am I saying? I'm just saying that, you know, basically I was born enslaved and the truth set me free and I'm free indeed all things are permissible for me every vice every ugly thing even murder it's all it's all permissible for me but is it profitable and does it does it get me to where I want to go I want to ascend can I ascend murdering people of course not of never but what's murder if i give my tacit approval to say the war in ukraine then i'm a murderer the only way that i have a release from that is through the blood of jesus christ that i appropriate to myself which exempts me from the war in ukraine from responsibility you understand that legal argument no of course not legal argument i only went to fourth grade um, if you graduated college, you only got a fourth grade education. That's basically it. You never learn to think. You only learn to obey. And whatever they spit at you, you had to spit back on a test, right? And that's all their opinion. Nothing, nothing has to do with facts. Very seldom, whether it's economic class, anthropology, mathematics, philosophy, literature especially, Social science, especially liberal arts, all of that is just opinion. 
It's just culture war. That's all it is. Indoctrination. That we'll get a good liberal arts degree. Why? Why? So you can get mind controlled faster. <laughs> get a scientific. You'd, you'd be better off with just a computer geek education or learning some trade. You know, that way it's not indoctrination. But if it's liberal arts, it's total indoctrination. Believe me, I went to a school that was nothing about nothing but that, called Harvard School, then became Harvard Westlake. Some of your movers and shakers went there. You know, famous actors went there. Famous producers went there. People in politics went there. I mean, it reads like a like a like a who's who in stardom. Uh, and the school is one hundred percent dedicated to no education. One hundred percent dedicated to behavior and conformity. Completely dedicated to grooming for the next level, which are, you know, the Ivy Leagues and the right sororities, fraternities, and the right hazing, you know, breaking someone down and making them a, a member of the gang so they can have, so they can be cool. So they can become a member of the gang, you're cool. Become a member of the, of the cool people in school, you accept Satan, go through your initiation, go through your hazing, come out the other side proudly, a proud sinner. A proud hater of God is what it really is. A proud hater of all things that are life. A proud lover of hatred. A proud lover of uh, lust. A proud lover of power over others. A proud lover of causing people to suffer and even murder. A proud lover of all things. That's why they cheer on the war in Ukraine. They just love death. I'm anti-war here. I'm for peace. Look how many of the, of the Democrat Party was the party that marched against the Vietnam War. And look at him now with Ukraine. Look at him. Look at these hypocrites. Look at him. The only people touting the Democrat Party are the elite millionaires and billionaires, the big celebrities, the big actors. And they're touting the left as being the fair thing for everybody. Can you believe that? When they're just sniveling, selfish disgusting rich people that are just and in, in, in you know and and are just coveting their wealth and worshiping money and worshiping power over all of you wanting you to obey whatever they say when they get up in their soapbox oh man well here i'm here to undo all that i'm here at the zeff report zeff daniel to undo all the programming you know the truth will set us free and free doesn't mean you tell me what to do or you criticize me and then I obey. It means I make my own mind up. It means God set me free to be a free-thinking individual. That means I assess whether it's sinful or not. I assess whether I do it or not. And if you don't like it, it doesn't matter because I'm doing the best I can with God. And I'm not going to listen to any church because all churches are fake. When the guy gets up there, Listen, when I first went to the Calvary Chapel, the guy was doing lectures against homosexuality, against gayness, against same-sex, um, you know, uh, individuals. And at the same time was gay himself. And his wife was a lesbian. I, I, they, you can't make this shit. And, they, and, they, and then they all are like that behind the scenes. And then in the church with that face in church, there are all these hypocrites 
and when they have this raging sin life going on that's expected of them, because if they can't blackmail them in the church, then you can't move up the ranks from toilet washer to pastor. And, you know, they try to go over and bribe people in Maui. The only reason they're in Maui at all, handing out any food at all and anything, which they're basically in cahoots with the police, is to get those people registered in the system and move them up the system. All those Hawaiian police were vetted and were initiated into the system. And that's why they're so disloyal to their own people, because they've changed. They were changed by the global beast system. The whole thing is bad. I mean, unless you hate life, hate people, hate children, hate love, hate, hate you know, the good things of life. If you hate those things and you don't feel people should have them and you want them just to suffer, well, then go ahead and, you know, join the other side because that's all it winds up being in the end. Mass suffering, mass pain, mass death. But if you love the Lord, then you wouldn't join a church. As, as tempting as it is to have collective worship and singing and rock stars on stage, you know, doing the Christian alternative, you would never go there. Because you could see in your spirit, it's, it's disgusting. So Christianity is what people are afraid of. And they say, well, if you're a free thinker, you didn't, wouldn't want to be in religion. I'm not in a religion. I have no religion. I'm not barking at you to, to do this or do that or quit drugs or quit cornholing each other or whatever. I'm not saying anything about any of it. Because it's, it's what's ahead. It's what's there that's important. And that changes people. It's about focus. If I'm focused on the Lord, then automatically that I'm going to do things that get me there because it's epiphany, it's euphoria, it's peace, it's ascension, it's um, transcendence of time and space. So yeah, you know, even, you know, the ancient, you know, Vedic peoples, and, you know, the Indus Valley people and the Hindus that came later, they all, in, in the Buddhists too, they all understood this need for denying yourself, denying, you know, uh, your lust, denying your food, denying, you know, the, the benefits of fasting and asceticism that would bring you closer to God. They, they all understood this, even if they called God the void or they called God Vishnu or Shiva or whatever. These are all just faces of the, you know, at the end of the day, the Hindu knows there's one God. And this was, oh, another thing evil sin the Christians did is they presented Hinduism as polytheism. It's, it is not polytheism. That's a big lie. And all the people that perpetrated that lie are liars. And they couldn't possibly have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is truth, the spirit of truth. And any seeking Hindu that's seeking the truth of God is going to um, run into Jesus and, and, have, and understand that as truth, even with all the baggage of all this, the reason there's so much baggage on Jesus is because the enemy, the world, the worlder, uh, the only thing that can destroy the enemy is Jesus. That's the only thing, not Buddha, not Mohammed, you know, not Elijah for the Jews, not, um, 
you know, Zoroaster, not Jainism, not, not, you know, and all the Shivaism and all the different, you know, aspects of, you know, the myriads and myriads of aspects of, of, of Hindus and Buddhists and, and all these different religions, none of them, and even Christianity, which mischaracterizes Jesus, right? And emphasizes conformity and rule. What did, what did church do? They emphasize conformity and rules. They say, are you, they try to make you feel guilty, and they confess your sin, and what do they have on you after you confess your sin? They have blackmail on you, folks. That's what the Christian church is really good at, blackmailing people. They're better at it than any other religion. They're the best. It's that, so that's what you guys hate, who are not Christian, who are not following Jesus, who are who've rejected the whole thing. You're hating this idea that there'll be this theocracy on you, and you'll be burned at the stake for free thinking. When the Lord is the author of free thinking. Well, how does that jibe then? It jibes that the world's a big lie about it all. Not me. I'm not lying about anything. But I can't pierce that mind control. It's so powerful. So they burn you at the stake for being an evil bigot when you're the only one that isn't a bigot. You know, it's funny. This one guy was trying to criticize people. I was was researching India and, uh, you know, I was researching India like the, the... the wealthy versus the poverty in Mumbai. Okay, it's like because I'm have an opportunity in India, so I'm kind of researching, you know, where the where the nice, you know, the private schools would be, where the you know boys and girls wear uniforms, and um, girls' school versus boys' school, and and uh, you know where you know millionaires and and you know where 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 celebrities people would live among the poverty in places like Mumbai which is known for, you know, being surrounded by poverty and slums. And um, there was this guy I found, and he was criticizing people, like all those, you know, these TikTokers that say this. It was about a word I looked up called, uh, um, uh, Mita, I think Mita, in, uh, in Hindi. And Mita has one meaning, meaning love. And it's like a girl's name, you know, trying to come up with names for characters. And uh, then there was this guy complaining about people, you know, religious fanatics and, and uh, you know, and uh, people on TikTok, you know, basically pointing out all the bigots. Not realizing that he is the biggest bigot there is. Oh, the religious fanatics, I'm like, oh, you mean Jesus. Okay, yeah. People that quote scripture, you know, and anyone that touches the Bible. When you can touch the Vedas, you can touch the Upanishads, you can touch the Lotus Sutra, you can touch all these other books and all these other authors and authors, and it's fine. But when it's the Bible, then bigot! Even though in Vedic philosophy, there are many rules. In Buddhism, there are many rules. But see, the, these religions all don't count. But see, they're worried about one thing in Christianity and the Bible. That's Jesus. They go, well, that Jesus is fake. 
And that Yahweh is fake too. There's like three or four different Yahwehs in there. And it's like, well, I'm, um, I don't read the Bible. I eat the Bible. In other words, what I'm getting is not linear. You know, I know the words can be misleading and everything. So I don't get that. I just get the whole truth, you know, out of it because it's not, it's not a book. It's a living thing. And it may have been heavily edited and the Book of Enoch taken out. The Book of Enoch, I, I'm glad it was taken out of there because most people don't, not only don't deserve the Book of Enoch, they wouldn't understand it if it bit them in the ass, especially people that follow the Lord. They wouldn't, it would just confuse them. In fact, they probably shouldn't even have the Bible because that can be used as a, a weapon of truth or a weapon of deception. You know, you can, in anyway, so bigot. So, you know, he says everyone's a bigot. Everyone but him is a bigot. Everyone but him in his, uh, you know, atheism. Unless you're an atheist, you're a bigot. So that's their, the, the fulcrum. If you're not an atheist, you ain't cool, man. You ain't cool. People are going to shy away from you. They're not going to vote for you. They're not going to like you. They're not going to be your friend. So won't you please reject God so you could be with us and we could have a big family here? We could all be friends. And then I would say politely, but uh, when I almost died, it was at the hands of my friends. My friends did me in. Friends do each other in. I need something that doesn't do me in. I need love that never goes away. That never turns to hatred. Never turns to this this forked tongue thing. Never just calls everybody bigots because uh, they're making their own point. Unless you're an atheist, you're a bigot. That's basically their 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 point. You know, if you oh, if you say the word Jesus, you're trying to bring a theocracy, and you're 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 hurting me. You're trying to get rid of my abortion. You're you're judging me. How dare you? You should die. And I was like, I'm not judging you. I see they're getting their abortions. Doesn't seem that nothing I've said slowed anybody down. And are we going to focus on the sin or are we going to focus on the, uh, the root of existence and the problem of existence? Are we going to treat the, 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 the whole person? Or are we going to treat the symptom? Okay. Well, drugs leads to basically death. Alcohol leads to death. Um, you know, uh, sport fucking leads to opening a million doorways in your soul for, for demonic possession and enslavement. And everyone who's ever created a soul tie knows that. Soul ties are bondage. They lead to just doing the same thing over and over and you can't get out of it and you need a miracle to get out of it and had you never opened those doors, you wouldn't be enslaved. So why you know, why blame me? Because you've, you're so pathetic that you have to find someone to blame. It couldn't be you, possibly. It could never be you. You inherited this from the culture that you were born into. So we could just get rid of the bigots the white people, the Christians, the this and that, and the other thing, we'd have a free world. No, you would be a murderer, liar, 
deceit, filled with hatred, and under the control of somebody else. That's what you would be if you do exactly what you want to do. You would be stupid. You would have thrown your life away. Your life is completely meaningless today anyway, let alone if you get your plan through. Your life is completely devoid. It's as if you never lived even one day. It's as if you're not even here. So if you ever want to be here, then, you know, change. Find the truth. I can't tell you. Going to sock it to you. (laughs) It's your thing. Do what you're going to do. I can't tell you. Going to sock it to you. (laughs) But I can't tell you how you, you would go about it. So I am against the collectivism of church. I'm against the collectivism of uh, cults and cult leaders. I'm against the collectivism of uh, a uh, you know mitig- you know a, a a medium or mitigation or a, a a you know a person representing God that you go to instead of going direct. I'm all about people finding the truth and being set free. And then, you know, I'm digging on that. That means not beholden to me, not beholden to a cult, not beholden to some leader, not beholden to Tony Robbins, not being beholden to your coach or your teacher, not having man worship, not being beholden to, to you know, King James or not being beholden to, you know, your, uh, you, you know, your, your lifestyle, your lawsuit, your latte. To the point where Tool would say, you know, uh, learn to swim. Because mom's going to make it okay. Mother Earth is going to flood the whole earth and kill all these people. And you're going to have to learn to swim. That'll, that'll shut you up. All your stupid shit. <laughs> See, because they were looked at as the inversion. The, athe- the atheistic inversion. Well, here's someone who believes in Jesus saying the same exact thing. In a sense, but really making a joke. I don't think it's funny people losing their soul because why Why were they created in the first place? Well, they weren't created for themselves, right? Because all they know how to do is stick their thumb up their ass. That's all they know how to do. So they couldn't be, so they were created for some purpose beyond themselves. Otherwise, they would just like, you know, really just stick their head up their ass and be like the coiled snake eating its tail. So they're created for some purpose. And um, aligning with that purpose, the, you know, i.e., you know, God, purpose, whatever, is the whole, you know, duty of man. It's, but nobody can tell each other how to do it. You know, you just have to find your way. You know, I could say Jesus all day long, you just call me a bigot. You know, for me, Jesus is the great mystery, the great enigma, and I am also the enigma. In Christ, I am the enigma. I am the mystery. And in that sense, I am whole. So is there a cult? No. Is there a collective? No. Is there rules being barked out by me of what you should or shouldn't do right now? No. But when you feel guilty, what do you do? You project it onto someone else as the bigot. You feel guilty, so it's someone else's fault. You feel guilty, and it's got to be offloaded to somebody else. 
so that you're innocent and you're a virtue signaler. You're, you know, it's virtuous to have these people come across the border because Americans ill-founded the United States. It needs to be unfounded. The only way it can be unfounded is to be overthrown. The only way it can be overthrown is let these people come in and kill us all. And so it's virtuous to die at the hands of the immigrant. Yes, anything else is bigotry. You're a bigot. You want to live free, bigot. You want to, to make a living, bigot. You want to learn language, bigot. You want to learn history, bigot. You want to breathe, bigot. You want to live past 30, bigot. You want to exist, bigot. Supremacist, white, black, red, doesn't matter, bigot. You want to blame somebody else? Remember, the line from Girl Next, it's always your fault. No, I'm, I'm considered to be a writer of darkness, and I will continue writing darkness. A lot of people wrote me off as a, quote, Christian bigot because of my um, uh, use of my engaging in horror and perversion of all kinds. And Girl Next was what? Drugs, perversion, this, that, the other thing, murder, quantum devil, the people there, the scientists that were summoned to this house in Eastern Europe, they were all guilty of murder. Every one of them was a murderer. And they're running from their past, and they thought, here's our chance. It has a very profound message. And so far I've seen a very, very good review online. I'm going to switch to talking about films because that is something I do do for a, a living. So you've got to pre-order it now. You can do it. Um, I don't have the link up on my Substack yet, but I'm going back to Substack today. I'm going to be back and in, 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 in engaged in that. I've been real busy with... Finishing up Dragon Island, which is a, a very, you know, that was mentioned in the article that was talking about uh, Quantum Devil. They also mentioned the, the quartet is Girl Next, Quantum Devil, Never Ever After, and Dragon Island. That's the quartet. And Larry is going to direct them all. I am the presenter, you know, the decision maker of what we're going to do, I guess. In that sense, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a writer, but I'm also a collaborative writer. So I'm writing with Larry. I'm writing, you know, I write it, and I'm bringing Larry in, bringing, you know, other people. Like Quantum Devil was really, you know, we kind of set Larry loose on this. You know, I'd, I'd, we bought the, uh, the screenplay from producer Mike, Mike Muscal, and Steven Johnson, Johnston, Steve, I guess. It goes by Steve. And... um we bought the screenplay and then Larry set loose on, you know, on his journey with it and using it as inspiration and using it, uh, the, you know, keeping with the bones, but then creating this whole quantum thing that fits in, you know, the reason we picked that script is because it had a, it had a real commercial appeal to me, something that most people could relate to. I don't mean commercial like, you know, Indiana Jones, I mean, commercial like or, you know, meet the Fockers or something, you know, commercial like, um, uh, 
uh, you know, or, or, or Barbie <laughs> commercial, like, um, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that the, the tale is very much a morality tale that most people can really relate to. And then Larry sort of adapted it into this quantum realm and, and hooking it up with path with girl next and, and hooking up with, uh, another screenplay that, uh, that, that was inspirational that we, we used. And then Mike's screenplay that he developed with Steven Johnston as the writer, which I, it was offered to me to direct it, but I was, my health was not good enough to direct. Or you'd see me directing again, but my health was not uh, there, but it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I will probably return. Well, you know, Larry can't direct them all, and we're certainly going to work with other, other directors too on other projects, but I mean, you know, I probably will direct again someday. <laughs> and if you're an actor out there, you will love... Working with me, I think, well, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's just all pain and torture for everybody all the way through. I don't know. I hope we have a good time, a very creative time, very much breakthrough time, breaking through new, new, new levels of excellence. But anyway, so Larry adapted it, and, um, and then he you know, wrote a new screenplay that we call Quantum Devil. I came in as uh, really the story editor, and I added... Uh, um, you know, context, flashbacks, and some, you know, did some writing, but I also did, uh, you know, my, my thing with it, you know. So I came in also as a writer on Quantum Devil, and um, it was very much was Larry's, you know, vision, and it was kind of a, you know, Larry's tribute to what he really loved, which was the 80s horror, you know, hammer horror and other kinds of horror that, you know, the horror, you know, Bride of Reanimator, that kind of stuff that I was involved in. It was kind of his tribute to that era, but with a new modern tale. And um, so, you know, he's getting a lot of recognition for that, especially the, uh, I would say, the atmosphere uh, that uh, he created in that was just second to none. It's just really, even from the time that the character Luke gets off the plane and he's in the, uh, you know, in the, uh, I guess this was in the Serbian, you know, Belgrade airport, and walking, you know, eventually it's raining and he gets a cab ride and he gets to the to this abandoned sugar factory, which is the place where the experiment's going to take place. And really, it's it just, they're all duped. I've not even go into again anymore, but you can pre-order it right now. It comes out on the 10th of October. Not a theatrical release. It's going to be, you know, direct-to-video, but uh, then most most everything is. We could have, we may have a limited theatrical. I mean, I can't count it out because um, when I say that, it's like we may also wind up on Hulu, which uh, um, as a, just another film there, or even MGM Plus, we'll see. But it'll be pretty much everywhere because our distributor is uh is a player distributors a big you know they they bought the rights and uh they um they have a lot of money behind them so far as i can tell and uh they they do a lot of films and they they so they they they're they're ready to go on the 10th and that's the date they gave us for the release and it'll be all ready for you for halloween which I, again I don't, I'm not, you know, it's just like the aliens. I, I can do them, I can write them, whatever, but I'm not, I, I'm darker than Halloween. I'm darker than Satan. I'm lighter than God. I'm in between. I'm extreme on all sides. 
All things are permissible, not all things are profitable. If I write about something, doesn't mean I'm glorifying it. It certainly doesn't, because there are certain rules that apply. If you do bad things to other people, it's going to come back on you, man. Every cops and robber type of action picture that you see has a morality tale to it. The guys that just tear it up, even something like Scarface, he tears it up, he kills a lot of people. Pretty soon, you know, he did something, and then he killed people, they killed people, then they're coming after him. Everybody gets killed in these drug wars because it's a morality tale. I just saw another film last night called American Sicario. It's one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen. I saw Sicario 2, which I had not seen. It's one of those films that went by me years ago. And then I saw, and then it came up with American Sicario. It just started playing that automatically. I started watching it. And I was like, where did this come from? What a bizarre, I think it's a 2021 film. But it had a morality tale to it, you know? And there's, there's, so what goes around comes around. I think we can understand this universal truth. And if you understand that, then that you get, you're, you're halfway to understanding God in total. Because we bring about, you know, karma on ourselves, you know? And then when we are living in the world, the Buddhists would say, but we do bad causes, even if we think we're not. We walk across the grass and we're hurting the grass. So try not to do, or step on an insect, we're killing the insect. It's going to come back on us. And, to a, and it, there, there's some truth to that. And of course, Jesus pounded it in. You know, if you don't forgive, I don't care how virtuous you are, if you don't forgive, your father will not forgive you. So, uh, so when we play the game name them and shame them, I believe that's an act of forgiveness. We're finally ready to let it go. We're not harboring a secret, uh, you know, uh, anger or enmity towards someone. We're saying, okay, they abused me. They did this to me. And I forgive them. And here it is in a documentary form in my case. But it's not warfare against them. It's, 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 it's bringing it out into the air, into the light, so we can let it go. We can't let it go unless we know the truth. And they all tried, my own family tried to suppress the truth completely when they were totally evil. And they'd have to be exposed for that total evil that they were. That doesn't mean they weren't good too. But the evil, it, when it destroyed, when it killed my brother and destroyed my life, it, it eventually has to come out. But then, then I can forgive. Then I can say, okay, I let it go. You see? People that suppress it say, I want to be forgiving, so I'm never going to mention the abuse that happened or the, the ill will, the wrongdoing that happened to me. We're just going to stuff it down. That person will become someone that abuses someone else. Isn't that weird? Say, well, you're being judgmental. No, I'm exposing so I can forgive and move on with my life. I need justice in the courtroom so that when justice is served, I can then forgive, forget, and move on with my life. That's why we need justice. If it's suppressed and the blood's crying up from the ground for vengeance, then God will repay, of course. And God says, I want you to rejoice because I have avenged you. I have avenged you. Now you can let it go. That's never taught in any of these little institutions.
When people do sermons on forgiveness, they never teach it that way, do they? They'd rather you suppress it and call that forgiveness. My God, how many people have these churches destroyed? Most. And that's why people object to having a Christian in office. Because they might try to put a theocracy on us and force us all to bow down. And the answer is, not only do I not force you to bow down, I do the same thing to you that the Holy Spirit did to me. Take it or leave. It's up to you what you do. I can't tell you. Going to sock it to you. It's your thing. Do what you're going to do. And that's what Jesus did when he was here. He taught. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the pure in heart. But there was also a teaching. There's a time for war, a time for hate, and a time for peace. A time for a harvest, and a time for famine, a time for everything. All these things are under God's purview. And he knows everything that's going on. Every little nuance of everything he knows. Why do you think we haven't had a nuclear war yet? Because he's trying to prepare his people to be with him rather than being with uh, Zelensky or Biden or the Beatles. I don't believe in any of these people or any celebrity. If there was a me, I'd believe in me. As John Lennon said, I just believe in me. It's like since there's no me and there is no John Lennon, there's no sense of that. Narcissism doesn't really pay. It just brings about tragedy, sickness, and death. So what do you do, Buddhist? How can you not create bad causes that are come back to bite you? Kill yourselves? Go to the void where nothing bothers anything? Well, if there were a void, you could go there. But since there isn't, you can't. You can just make it up as you go along to try to ease your pain of existence. And what is that pain? The pain of existence, which is universal pain. To all human beings have the pain of existence. The cure is purpose. But if that purpose is at the expense of other people, then of course that's no cure at all. But now it's, it's ramping up another tragedy of betrayal that will eventually come to you and kill you. And you'll die screaming and yelling, it's not fair! It's unfair! Foul! Scream all you want. Nobody can hear you. Nobody cares. Isn't that awful in the end? All the people you thought cared about you don't. It's not that they don't care. It's that they're distracted by themselves. When they think about you, they care. But, you know, they're so occupied in their mind with all their trying to survive themselves and worries about their own situation that they really don't have room to care about you. They don't mean you evil. They just have no space because they've been thrown all day long more and more obstacles. More and more and more and more obstacles to where they just don't have any room or time to care about anyone, let alone love anyone else.
when they when the Pentagon says love, they mean lust. When the president says love now, and who you when they say who you love, that means lust. That means children also. Children are the big thing for these people, for these uh, Luciferians, these Satanists. It's all all about children. And nothing we can do about you know. And it and so I feel good that I was vindicated, you know, from. You know, I'm I'm glad that all these people that were podcasters on the internet were finally straightened out. They called me crazy because I wouldn't conform to them. Well, now they're all conforming to me. Not me, though, specifically, but to the idea that it's universal. My God, what, where were they all these years? With their little prophecies about how they're saved and everyone else isn't. Well, what the hell is that? God's not going to let us go through this horrible judgment. He's going to take us out of here. Oh, are you that good? If you really are in Christ, it wouldn't matter if you lived or died, would it? Oh, I guess that ripped your argument. I'm sorry. I should just shut up then. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Anyway, so back to back to my thing. Okay, so... Okay, so uh, I'm. If you look at the credits on uh, Quantum Devil, you see me there kind of as a presenter, and that's kind of what I see. You know, kind of like the overview. I'm trying to keep an overview of what our company, Crazed House, Crazed House LLC, Crazed House Limited DBA, trying to keep a. You know, and I think we're just in really good stead right now because we've shepherded in these these four movies, and like I say, Dragon Island was just completed. And it has total fidelity. It pays off everything else that came before. And it's a lot of fun, too, because it's got a lot of big wave surfing in it and stuff, which is, you know, it's really interesting. And um, that's the Quantum Quartet. And the next movie is, you know, steps up in budget, you know, quite a bit. And with, with uh, you know, with um, it has to have, you know, for us to move forward on, it's got to have A-listers. And then Quantum Devil, which would be a, you know, a big, a big budget uh, item. So that takes time to put the pieces in place. You know, we're currently casting uh, Never Ever After. So we're involved in casting. And so far, we, uh, we don't have our cast yet. But we're, the, you know, we're, we're ready to go. And we're making those offers. And, and um, you know, we're, 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 we're uh, you know, I, I believe we will be successful because the script has always been uh, well-regarded. You know, people read it and they... They're like, okay, this is this rocks, you know. This is good. Yeah, our guy will be great in this, but but again, it's very competitive. A lot of people, a lot of scripts, a lot of, you know, Hollywood's got a lot of muscle too, trying to do non-union films now secretly in, you know, Serbia and and uh, this is a boom for uh, Bulgaria, Serbia, Eastern Europe in filmmaking for Hollywood. They just go there and they start knocking out films that are outside the SAG jurisdiction, right, of the strike. And the writer's strike, you know, outside the jurisdiction. I'm no member of the WGA. I wouldn't join that. It's a joke. So is SAG. They're both just money-making organizations. They're just money grubbers, you know, power mongers, and and, poli- and they're all political. So it's just like you know, same old, same old, same old shit that ruined the world. Same people, whether they're an actor or a politician, they're the same people. They're there to ruin your life. And they demand to be worshipped while they do it. The height of arrogance. 
the height of uh, pride, real pride, you know, arrogant pride. Anyway, so much for that, you know. I mean, every institution's filled with people like that. So these are coming up next, but then, then there, there may be some interim movies, like I say, in India. It just all depends how that goes. And so Crazed House is very much alive. We are going to be offering the movie, but then we have, like, if you go to the magazine Film Threat, uh, in the first week of October, there will be ads in there where you can actually get T-shirts, Quantum Devil T-shirts, in, in, in lieu of the, the, the release that's coming out. There's a couple of good ones. <clears throat> They're all good. Um, I like the one with the two heads on it, with the two faces of, uh, of Sophie, you know, that uh, uh, shows she's really two people. And um, so that, but then again, there's one also with Luke on it, you know, the character Luke, who's, who's really kind of the focal point of the whole thing. And uh, he, he's, uh, but I like, uh, yeah, I like those. So those t-shirts will be available. I'm going to have a giveaway here coming up pretty soon where I want to give away and I'll, I, you know, I'm not, not sure how we're going to do it. Why don't we start by giving away something today? Uh, I'm going to give away something today in honor of the release of Quantum Devil, which I want you all to see. Right now, you can pre-order it on Apple iTunes. There's a link that goes right to Apple, and you can get it, and you can watch it as soon as it comes out. And uh, if that doesn't work for you, there will be Amazon Prime, and all that will be out as well. I'm not sure about the DVD, how well done that's going to be. We have our own. I'll tell you what I'm going to give away today. And you don't have to listen to be a listener really even to get something here. I'm just going to throw it out there on this microphone. We made a DVD. And when I say that, I mean, I, I basically, we did the sound. And, you know, uh, we, we oversaw the, uh, the visual with our, with our visual department in Barcelona, Spain. And we did the, we, we have the, the, if you got a video, okay, if you bought a, DVD, whether it be Blu-ray or not, and they put out a Blu-ray, Gravitas, which is basically a, you know, probably the worst distributor in the world. You know what I mean? They're just, but we had to start somewhere. So Gravitas put out a DVD on Amazon, a Blu-ray and an HD, and they both suck. Sorry to say that. And some of you bought them. I mean, it's not bad, but it's 720p. The Blu-ray is 720p. Okay. So I believe that, shoot, I don't know. Do we have a Blu-ray, Trish? I believe we have a, two, a 2K Blu-ray, which is even every bit as good as a 4K. Now, you can even project it in the theater. And an incredible sound mix. And we have uh, HD, I believe. Uh, but I, be, I believe the, the, the Blu-ray will also, I'm not sure if it has an HD in there that can play on a regular as well. But uh, I like Blu-ray a lot. You know, and it's kind of like my collector item. You know, it's like a, uh, it's like the old Sony Betamax. Remember those little beta tapes? Um, and we, so I'm going to, I just don't know if we have a Blu-ray or a HD or we have both. But anyway, regardless, whatever, if it's, if it's HD, it's 1080p, which is great. Yeah. No, I'm just going to give one thing away. I talked to Larry about it. He's good. We just, we, we're going to have, okay, so I'm going to give away. I, I can't have to the fifth caller because I, I don't really have a call-in show. 
But, um, you know, how can we do this in a fair way? We can't. We can't? Because, I mean, people in the chat, they all would want one. I mean, I'd want one. Then we also have a combo of the, listen to this, the novelization, which you need to have if you're going to watch Girl Next because it fills in a lot of stuff, answers a lot of your questions, okay? So Girl Next, the novelization, and the uh, HD or Blu-ray, your choice, uh, giveaway. So you got to get, in Italy, they, they, uh, we have an exclusive distributor in Italy that's released the, the, the DVD with Italian subtitles and the book translated into Italian. And they offer it as a bundle for like 12 euros, which is a great deal. And it's getting written up all over Italy. It's getting, it's getting press all over Italy. It's uh, becoming quite the uh, sensation. You know, it's funny. On uh, IMDb, they, they eventually they won the day and slammed, you know, they, they were so angry at, at me and Larry, you know, personally. They just attacked the crap out of us. But on, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 88%. In Singapore, it's like a 7 out of, uh, out of 10, 6 to 7 out of 10, something like that. In 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 um, in Italy, it's you know it's like got five star reviews. In America, three point eight out of ten, but eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So when you call it up on uh, Prime, you know Girl Next or on Tubi, which is free, you get this, you know, three point eight out of ten, and then eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Where do you get? Have you ever seen that kind of discrepancy? That kind of insanity? So this film's very much like a hot potato, like a hot tamale. I mean, it's just, it's just buzzing because they they're just don't want material like this out there. Every time something comes out on Mind Control or something, it gets like relegated to the back room. But this one, we just got into another film festival. You know, we're already, it's already like a, a semi-finalist. Another, we didn't even ask to be put in the film festival. It's still getting selected. It's still alive. It's still being sold, like I say, to Italy. Uh, these guys have went out as the sole distributor plus the book, and now the book's catching on. And, you know, the ratings, I think it got down to 3.6. It's come up, like, to 3.8, like, went from 3. Point, it was, like, 6.7, you know, 5.3, 4.2, 3.8, 3. 3.6, back to 3.8, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and nobody knows what to do with it. So it's, but the book is really cool because it's really easy to read, right? Really easy reading, guaranteed. Sucks you in. And then you get this whole experience going and you get, then it's a good primer for the quantum devil. So there's that. Um, and okay, if I don't give it away today, I have to figure out something like a secret question. Maybe I'll ask it now and see if you can answer in the, you people in the chat, if you can answer. Let's think of a good question, shall we? Um, okay, I'm going to ask a really obvious question. No, but then three or four of you will get it. It won't be fair. Ah, gosh, Trish. Tell you what. Whoever answers this question today will get something. Whether it be a... We also have a new coin that we only made... How many did we make? A thousand? 500 coins is all we have. 
and it's a Barada, it's a Barada coin. It's, it's the coin of the Cthulhu monster, demon, whatever you want to call him, that's in Quantum Devil that uh, Cerno goes up against. And it's it was a, a voiceover by Robert England, you know the guy that played Freddy in the you know Freddy movies. So, uh, so this coin is, like I say, limited to five hundred, and so it, it is a collector item. So we've got that T-shirt, Quantum Devil T-shirt, and or uh, the book, the novel, the novelization, uh, or my novel. Uh, Girl Next and the DVD Girl Next. So the so the DVD and novel Girl Next is one thing, T-shirts one thing, and the coin is one thing. So here comes the question: Are you ready? Are there people in there? Yeah. You think they're ready for a question? I don't know. This is just test your acumen, and you know again, you know, see with me, movies and books and things and fiction. It's like, you know, an addiction, you know, to me. It, it feeds me, you know. So, But not everybody's like me, and not everyone is a fan of the movies, and not everyone here, I don't know what, you know, but then again, can you really separate the movies from what I talk about here? Not really. It's all horror. It's all horror. The world's more horrific than a horror movie, of course. But uh, Now we have a horror license plate on our... We have a horror license plate on the, our our special crazed house bus, which will be, you know, arriving in a in, in you know near you at some point. We'll be you know on the road trying to uh, escape the aliens. But so so what what do we? Uh, yeah, we're in the bus trying to run away from the aliens, driving across the desert, running away from our governor, running away from the from oh my god, the governor, the sickest, sickest, most. Power mad, disgusting, prostitute, governor, just, just, you know, you know, media whore, power whore, you know, just, yeah, the worst of the worst of the worst, you know, it's like, you know, give me John the Baptist's head on a platter, give me everyone's head on a platter, give me the whole world's head on a platter, you know, just Jezebel spirit to the nth degree, unbelievably mean and disgusting, really horrible. How can people vote for that? Well, because they're trained. New Mexico is a, is a hallmark of, you know, slaves and robots, right? Beholden to the military-industrial complex. They all obey whatever they're told. They have a perfect chain of command here. Nobody is a free thinker here. No one. They, all f- they either fall into the New Age, in which they have rules, right? That's like Nazi. The New Age is a Nazi organization. Or... They, they, they fall into fallen Catholics, in which case they follow the rules of society perfectly. Um, they, here, I think the people that get jabbed here are about 95%. You know what I mean? That just shows how obedient they are. But I've got to hand them one thing. I haven't seen that many masks lately, so maybe some of them are waking up. I hope they do. But this is a blue state. You know, it's just like, it's no different than Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington. Same, same thing here. Why should it be any different? Why should there be a free thinker here? As, you know, this woman gutted. You should see the oil. If you go down the 285, all the way down to like Pecos, Texas, you see nothing but the, the whole 
oil infrastructure, just oil rigs everywhere and apartments for the oil workers. And it was just like a boom thing. It was really a big revenue maker for New Mexico. And she just shut it all down to now where they're just ghost towns. And, 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 you know, all this oil, you know, renews itself. People don't realize all the fossil fuels renew after a certain amount of years that it replenishes. But these people are so mean and stupid at the same time. They can't figure out what science is. So they go, if you're against the jab, you're against science. It's like, I'm for science. That's why I don't take it, because it's poison. What? You put poison in your vein, and you think you're, you're virtue signaling. You're such a good citizen. You're a dead man. Goodbye. You ain't going to live through this next round. And they don't understand. They, they, don't, they can't figure out that the government would inject into them a poison that could be later activated by 5G and kill them. They can't get that. They just can't. It's just impenetrable. The head is just, you could knock them out with a baseball bat and they still wouldn't understand what you're saying. You know, they don't understand English, you know, just English or Espanol for that matter. They don't understand either language. So what do you do with them? Well, what you do with them, what, what they were made to do, what they were programmed to do in the schools, which are the last in the nation and the worst schools in the nation are in New Mexico, what they were programmed to do is just basically either, you know, to work their jobs, whatever it is, to not question anything, and to party on the weekend. Doesn't that sound like America? A little slice? Just like everywhere else. Here we are Saturday. I guess they all have hangovers today, right? <laughs> no, they're too busy shooting each other in Albuquerque. Albuquerque is the Wild West. I mean, I told you and I predicted that Albuquerque would become that number one violent place. I predicted it years and years ago, and now it's starting to live up to its reputation. Because you're at the... No, it doesn't make me you know, a predictive genius. What it makes me is understanding that the I-25 and the I-40 intersect in the middle of Alba, in downtown Al- Albuquerque. Okay, so that would make it a big hub, right? I-25 and I-40, Route 66. You come in on the I-40 and you take off up on the 25 and you head up to Denver, Colorado. Keep going, you go up into Wyoming, you get up to you know you get up to the I eighty. You head out west, get to Montana, right? Get into Utah, get into Salt Lake City, go up further, get into Montana, get into uh, Idaho, get into Oregon, get into Washington. Yep, that's a big hub. You know, one of the big hubs of Route sixty six is it goes from. Uh, the I-25 uh, up to the I-40, and then it turns up to Chicago. Chicago is a huge hub for, for gang activity and for the cartels. Cartels are big in Chicago, Mexican cartels. Cartels run Albuquerque, and they run the police. That's why the police you know, kill a lot of innocent people, just because, like, there was this homeless guy hiking around Sandia Mountain, and they just took their, like, AR-15s and just gunned him down. You know, it's a completely unarmed person. He was just homeless looking for a place to, <laughs> to pitch his tent, not bothering anybody. And they said, stop, and he stopped, and then they just started shooting. <laughs> it's all on video.
Yeah. Great world. So glad I came. Um, okay, so what makes me love horror, sci-fi, and even action to a certain extent, like crime dramas and stuff, is because it reflects my view of the world because I'm, I'm in the world of darkness. I came through the world of Satan, the world of Satanism, satanic abuse, sacrifice, you know, killing people, causing people to like, you know, have auto accidents, you know, flattening, putting a little nail in their tire, putting a little something, you know, sabotaging their car and having them cr- crash and then calling it an accident when it was really a, when it was really a group or a coven hit all the time. Even my own motorcycle mechanic did the same thing to me, or he didn't, but the people in his shop did. Sabotaged my bike 70 miles an hour on the, the 101. Brand new tire pops in the back. And I have to very, with skill, get it over off to the side without getting into an accident, which I did. And then, and then when the guys came to get, the, get me in the bike, the, the mechanic on a flatbed truck, and uh, you know they were going to go back and put a new tire on, they blamed me for the accident, even though they just put a new tire on there. It was my fault. It's always my fault, right? And so, in so doing, they proved that they were the ones that did it. Yeah, the guy's a famous guy, the motorcycle guy. You know, hangs out with Keanu Reeves, you know. All virtuous and noble, of course. Great press. Would never think of doing something like that to another human being. Let alone a loyal customer that did nothing but spent lot of money customizing my Indian motorcycle, had them put on a big back tire, brand new tire, wheels, just, just you know, you know doing those things I could do to, to make the bike my own. And, um, you know, and uh, always, you know, paid the guy on time. I was always good to, to him. Gave him a couple of surfboards I had when I was going to be leaving town. And <laughs> yet he did that to me. Yeah. Well, I hope he can live with it. You know, you know, at least I didn't die. Had I died, then of course, you know, his life would be ruined. Good thing I saved his life. Yeah, I saved you out there. I saved your life. You probably tune into this show every once in a while to, think, to figure out if I figured it out. Well, I figured it out on day one, bitch. Phony, tough guy. All these motorcycle guys act like they're so tough. They're just a lot of them are phonies, you know. They're not tough. They they if they're gonna kill you, they'll sneak around. They won't just stab you in the front. He should have just stabbed me with a knife, but he he couldn't do that because he had no balls. Wouldn't be the first time I was threatened with a weapon. Yeah, I mean. But instead of that, it's like sneaking around, putting a little nail in the back, in the back tire. That'll get him. And then if he dies, then you know we get the credit for it because he's you know not a Satanist. He's a, he's he's with Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, and guess how I found this mechanic? The pastor of the church recommended him. Ah! <laughs> 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 
What do you think I write horror for? Why do you think? Most noble thing I could ever do. Because I'm also trying to figure out, like, what? What are they doing? How can they do that? How do they sleep at night, man? Huh? How are they ever going to be redeemed? Are they ever going to seek forgiveness from God? You think they'll ever apologize? Because God's made it so that unless they apologize to me, he's not going to forgive them. Any of them. That's his vengeance. That's not my thing. That's his thing. If it were up to me, I'd forgive, forget, move on. I think I have. But he, he doesn't do that. He remembers. He brings it to my memory. Why do you think I've got such a good memory? God makes it happen. God makes me remember. Okay. So here's the question. And, I, and I've, I've, I've indulged myself enough. I've, I've unburdened, as they say, I've unburdened myself enough. I've, I've tried not to make it personal about me, but sometimes it just, you know, goes there because I have experiences that might be helpful to you. Let me get my Hawthorne berry. Okay, so real easy question. And here's how it'll be. It'll be like the first three people to, to chime in, get ready to type. And if you chime in as number four, you, you know, I'm sorry, okay? You just got to be first, and I don't know how you're going to do that. But uh, so here's the question. First is the, uh, the, the novel and the DVD. Second is the T-shirt. Third is the coin. Okay, so what was the liquid that Heinrich was inhaling? In Girl Next. And imbibing. What's the liquid called? You know, the nickname of the liquid. Okay. And Trish will keep track of it, and then we'll send the, the data into our. Uh, we'll send the data of your address or whatever to the uh, to the, you know, to the distributor, and then they'll send you the uh, the uh, the swag. What do we got, Trish? What was the liquid that Heinrich used? For personal use. In Girl Next. That's a real easy, you know, obvious. That's like, you know, who is Jesus or whatever. It's on that level. So the, 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 it's an it's easy one this time. Next time won't be so easy. And if you're having trouble, then you can, you know, you can get the movie free on Tubi. Uh, you can also, I don't think you can buy the novel that novel should be at Amazon, but it isn't. Why isn't it? Someone's got it? A bunch of people got it. Okay, how many? Uh, Lock it off there. We'll give everyone something. We got uh, Aleph was first. Okay. You get the DVD and the... Oh, that might not play in, in foreign. I don't know. Huh? 
Okay. We got three. Do we have three? Okay. So, question is becomes uh, for the for the first one. I know you live in you know Europe. So what do we? What? Right. So what do we do about the uh, compatibility? Do we have a? Um, obviously, the book is fine, but I wonder about the DVD if that'll play there. And then uh, number two, uh, we'll get the uh, T-shirt, Quantum Devil. It's coming right out. And three, a, a, a coin. But hold on to that coin. I don't know when it'll be something, but some of these things. What? It's brass or maybe brass coated. It's not a. It's not a gold coin. It's not a silver coin. But it's a. Uh, you know, it's a minted minted uh, coin that uh, is. It will be commemorative of the quantum devil. You know, and should the quantum devil survive the scrutiny of the uh, public and take its place in the quantum quartet, it probably one day, maybe twenty years from now, it might be worth something. But it's definitely a limited to five hundred. Okay. So get their uh, info and uh, information, and we will uh, we will follow up with uh, you know with with sending it. Now the the DVD, like I say, I don't know if it plays in in the Netherlands, but I mean we'll have to just see, right? Oh, instead, okay. So we'll give the uh, who's the second one? Are they in America? He's in America, yeah. then then he would get the uh, DVD and the uh, the book. Okay, consider it done. And Trish will gather your info, and then uh, you can expect it uh, in the mail at some point in the near future. And that's good. Uh, and we'll be doing a lot more of that as it gets closer to the date you know, of Quantum Devil. But like I say, if, you know, we might give away a T-shirt. Like if you if you buy the pre-order at Apple, the Apple uh, iTunes pre-order, uh, you can get, um, I believe you can download it from Apple, right? Or get the stream, one or the other. So if you get it from Apple, uh, maybe we'll do this next time. So if, the, the, the you and you you know you can prove you bought that you did buy the pre-order we may send you a, a quantum devil t-shirt for that and okay so the t-shirt for love what's the size well anyway we'll we'll, we'll just keep keep that to yourself we you, you you just get the size also so we get the right one out and i'm not sure when it's going to you know what the the foreign release dates are the for the us release is coming up and then uh foreign is is next so uh, we'll go from there. All right, everybody. Well, Shabbat Shalom. Um, I hope, you know, it was helpful. When people say about my testimony and they get they get mad, they go, well, you say your testimony without proof. It's like when people give a testimony, they don't give proof like in a court of law. They give their testimony. And that's what I did on the uh, the documentary we have. I just gave my testimony. That's it, you know, and how I became a writer through trauma May, trauma, you know, made me a screenwriter. 
you know, and that's definitely there. I mean, that's, that, that's all I'm saying. And, you know, the proof is, yeah, I did become a screenwriter. Yeah, obviously I'm blaming it on trauma. Obviously, it doesn't really matter whether you believe me or not for the documentary to work. You can say, oh, no, it's satanic panic. Zeph has a mind virus. Whether I have a mind virus or, I, you know, I, I made it up, whatever, I obviously believed it because it caused trauma and I became a writer. That's what's important. If the critics are all over the place because they just, they just piss themselves when they see the movie, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, it's breaking their rule of being a gatekeeper. They try to keep a, make a gatekeeper by saying, I offer my testimony without proof. It doesn't matter what they think about it, whether I lied, whether I'm truthful, whether I made it up. It doesn't even matter. What matters is that something traumatized me enough to become a writer. And that thing became, you know, what I believe to be autobiographical within that context of that story. But then I went on and wrote other things. In other words, it prompted me. It was the very thing that gave me panic attacks that got me to go to this night school of learning how to write a screenplay that got me into writing it in the first place. And without that trauma, I wouldn't have done it. Without the panic attacks, I wouldn't have done it. That's the point. There was turned into something positive by the trauma, which enabled me to, you know, pretty much forgive uh, for a while anyway. And then, of course, now the, the documentary is about, is about my own healing. It's not even about really forgiveness. I've already forgiven. It's about, you know, integrating, you know, the, the past and the present. You know, if I'm allowed to do that, I mean, my God, the world is so fucked that they don't even want you to do that. They don't want you to heal. They want you to remain broken and shitty and fucked up and split and unable to have peace, unable to have a life. If it doesn't go along with the uh, the basic narrative of Joe up his ass Biden, well, fuck that. Okay. And yes, I do have the right to use expletives like the F word. I have every right. God gives, God gives me the right to say that word.